Welcome to the Picky Girl Travels Podcast. I'm Adelia Borashade. This is our very first episode. Um, the idea behind this podcast uh, comes from my blog, Picky Girl Travels the World, uh, where I primarily write posts about what it's like being a 45-year-old Black woman uh, living abroad and traveling the world. Um, on the blog, I've got a tagline that talks about or says, defy convention, embrace adventure, regret nothing. And that's what this podcast is about. I wanted to create a space uh, for other women, particularly for Black women and women of color, where they can share stories, hear stories about other women who are living life uh, of their own design on their own terms, you know, saying fuck what society has to say about it. They're living life with no regrets. It's only fair that if um, I'm encouraging other women to live life on their own terms, I share my own story of how I arrived at being able to do that myself. Um, I'll give you all the short condensed version because we don't want to be here all day. But really, my story kind of starts about six years ago. Um, That's it wasn't even like a purposeful thing that I, I set out to say, hey, I'm going to live life on my terms. It's just I started making choices um, to, to walk away from things that no longer served me and to pursue the things I'd always been interested in but had always set to the side. Um, Probably the big thing is I walked away from a 20-year relationship that was not a healthy place for me. Um, And in doing that, I freed myself from a lot of the things that were weighing on me. Um, I started to embrace things that really meant a lot to me, like minimalism. Um, my, I grew up in a household, my mother kind of was a low-key hoarder, um, not like the people you see on hoarders where it's like nasty in their house. She had a lot of stuff. She kept it organized, she kept it clean, but she had a lot of stuff. Um, and that is because my grandmother grew up in the Depression, and you know how that goes. Um, the man I was married to, also was a bit of a hoarder. Um, And I think that stems from some childhood trauma he had. But somebody like me, who really preferred not to have a lot of stuff, I like things very simple, very minimal, that that was tough. Um, So, you know, after I got divorced, and I got my own apartment, um, I kept things very, very minimal, very light. That was very freeing. I I downsized my life. I simplified things. Um, You know, I was pursuing a degree that I had always wanted. Um, There were classes I wanted to take. Like, um, I sew. Uh, If you look on my Instagram uh, at any of my travel pictures and 
pretty much everything I wear is something I've made. And uh, I wanted to, for a really long time, I wanted to learn how to make bras. And there was someone who offered those classes in Philadelphia and where that had previously been like, oh, that would be something nice to do in my, (laughs) in this new life that I was creating for myself. I was like, you know what? I want to learn how to sew a bra. Let me find out the next time she's having a workshop. And I booked that workshop and I booked uh, airfare and I stayed with a friend from graduate school. And, you know, recounting it now, it doesn't really sound like that big of a deal. But that was that was kind of huge for me at the time Um, because it was something that I wanted to do. You know, it didn't matter that I probably spent way more than I should have. It didn't matter that like, it's kind of crazy to want to learn how to sew your own bra, but it was something I wanted to learn. So I did it. It's kind of like my life. It's sort of like I had a bucket list, except I don't, I don't believe in bucket lists, And we'll talk about that some other time, but it was just like, if there was something I guess I had been denying myself so much for so long. Um, It was just incredible to say like, yes, I am interested in this and I want to pursue it. Um, You know, I think about that first year and by the end of it, I was like, hmm, my current job, I'm over this too. (laughs) Because, you know, um, I had to pull my weight financially. I had certain responsibilities. There were certain expectations on me as far as, you know, job stability and all of that. But once my life became my own, um, I could, I could meet my financial obligations in other ways, ways that I found to be more suitable. So I can remember deciding that, um, you know, at 19 years of teaching, I was done. Um, at that time, I had not decided to move abroad. Um, and moving abroad was something that I always, always wanted to do. And, you know, in my head, that was something I would eventually do. Like maybe I would retire abroad or something like that. But I knew that, you know, I had given enough en- enough of my life to public education. It was time to move on. I remember joking, like, you know, maybe I'll go work at Starbucks. I don't know. I just, I need to do something else. This isn't it. This is no longer serving me. And that's kind of been the the biggest, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to describe. It's been very freeing to remove society's expectations of what I am supposed to be and how I'm supposed to do things and to really pursue the things that I'm interested in the way I want to. Um, But (laughs) I didn't quit my job and work at Starbucks. Um, Instead, I had applied, I had applied to attend a uh, job fair, an international job fair, because I was like, hey, you know, this might be a good time for me to move abroad. My oldest daughter had already graduated high school. My youngest daughter was a freshman at the time. Um, 
and I wanted her to come with me, but she had the choice. She could stay behind if she didn't want to come. Um, because, you know, the more I thought about it, because my original plan was to move abroad after she got out of high school. But, you know, going to work every day, it, I just was so unhappy. And at this point in my life, I was like, why am I continuing to do these things that make me unhappy? Like I used to suffer, <laughs> for lack of a better term, for the greater good. There was no point in doing that anymore. So I was like, you know, I will see if I can find something abroad now. And if I can, great. Uh, if not, you know, we'll, we'll rethink this. And I ended up finding a job in Honduras uh, my younger daughter decided she wanted to come move with me. It was sort of like she got to have a year abroad, a study abroad program for her sophomore year in high school. And, um, you know, I've I've lived outside the United States since. After I left Honduras, I moved to Mexico. And from Mexico, I moved to Kuwait. And from Kuwait, I moved to China, which is where I live right now, at least for the next 55 days. <laughs> After that, there will be no more China for me. Um, but all of these things that I have done, which kind of sound a little crazy, a little midlife crisis-like or what have you, one of the reasons I was comfortable in being able to do those things is because I had my money situation together. And that's why, you know, I don't, I don't just blog and talk about travel and living abroad and being an expat, but I also talk about, uh, you know, personal finance because it's not that money buys you happiness. What money gets you are options because I didn't have to worry about money a whole lot. Um, I had the option to stay in a country or leave a country or quit a job or try something maybe experimental because I didn't have that pressure of how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to eat? So um, that's kind of what you can expect from uh, the podcast. Um, there's all kinds of tips and and, and tricks I've picked up along the way. Um, but we're also going to feature the stories of other women who are living life on their own terms, who are doing their own thing, who are, you know, flying in the face of convention to find their happiness. Because, you know, when you think about it, life is too short um, to use the, the limited time we have living a life that somebody else designed for us and not the one that brings us fulfillment and the one that brings us happiness. Um, and on the blog, Picky Girl Travels the World, um, the tagline really speaks to this perfectly. And it's also going to be the tagline of this podcast. And that is to, you know, defy convention, embrace adventure, and regret nothing. 
That's where I got the name for this podcast because that is how I have decided, you know, since six years ago, how I wanted to live my life. Um, I definitely am all about defying convention. I'm no longer a slave to that. Um, I see every new day as an adventure and I am living my life in such a way, or at least I strive to live my life in such a way that I have absolutely no regrets. That's the thing. When when it is my time to go, I don't want to look back and say, man, I wish I had done this. I wish I had gone there. I wish I had tried this. I'm trying to do all that stuff right now while I can at the uh, young age of 45. Um, so, um, if you want to connect with me or find me or just see what the heck I'm up to, you can visit the blog, which is pickygirltravelstheworld.com. Uh, I am on Instagram and I'm on Facebook. On both of those, it is Picky Girl Travels. Um, I'm also on Twitter, uh, but there it is Picky Girl without an I travels. So picky GRL travels. And um, if you happen to be a black woman who loves solo travel, you should check out our Facebook group, Solo Sisters. It is a network for black female solo travelers. Until next time, guys. <music>